brought to you with the natural goodness of Viridian Nutrition, available at Browns. I'm Trudy Kerr and welcome to The Interviewer. In this series, I talk to artists, campaigners, men and women of influence, musicians, performers, sportsmen and women, politicians, businessmen and women, and anyone who shapes the fabric of our society. Today, we are in the wasteland between Christmas and New Year. The presents have been opened and filed away to collect dust until they move on to a cupboard somewhere. Gym memberships have already been applied for and the Christmas Day leftovers still have another seven meals to go. But there is one creature who lives in this seasonal wasteland that brings hope to all and that is Comedy Nights! And we, and we are slap bang in, in the middle of comedy nights at MFCC. The first live shows four comedy nights in 714 days, thanks to COVID. So obviously, I am extremely excited to bring you comedy night veterans, Tom Camilleri and Pierre Zamit. Hello! 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 You've been counting. No, actually, it's on the Facebook page. Oh, I see. But thank you so much for being here, and thank you for make, taking time, not only in that wasteland between Christmas and New Year, but also, of course, you're slap bang in the middle of comedy nights. Mm -hmm. So before we go anywhere else, I have to just ask you, Pia, with you first, how was Christmas? Christmas was great, thank you. I'm still full. <laughs> <laughs> Wowzers. Um, Tom, Christmas? Delightful. Really great. Very busy. Um... That leads me to the next question. We just said 714 days since the last Comedy Nights was on stage. But I do remember interviewing you both before. And one of the questions I asked was that Comedy Nights obviously means that you have a very different Christmas to everybody else because you're in rehearsals. So really, how does that look? How does that look for you guys? What does Christmas feel like? Because you're so busy with preparation for Comedy Nights. Well, we sleep. In the soup. Really, by the first course, I'm nodding off. It's always really, really tiring because our first show being on um, Boxing Day, Christmas Day, you're worried about the show, you're really tired from rehearsals and dress rehearsals and having to then rush around and get shopping done. In fact, years when I'm organised, I do my Christmas shopping in October just to make sure that everything is done and ready. This year was not organised. <laughs> <laughs> So, yep, it's it's tiring, but it's lovely because you get to see family. And last Christmas was different, so... And we're used to it. I mean, ever since we were young, we've been doing Christmas shows. You mm -hmm. know, we started, we both started doing Panto. I lived in London for a while, so I, you know, theatre's West End, busiest at Christmas. Suddenly you go to 12 shows a week. And then Comedy Night started. We're very much, it's very much part of our calendar. 714 days, which infers that last year there wasn't a live show which means Christmas must have been very different. Tom, have you been, you know, Christmas-free uh, for so long or, or just a very different Christmas? What was last Christmas like? I am a masochist, so, you know, not last year, being slightly, having a bit more time, I kind of invented a new project. So, um, and it, you know, the, the whole Lazarus tiles thing where I salvage old Maltese tiles that are yes. going to be thrown away. So then that kind of really filled my Christmas because that became, that kind of blew up over Christmas and became really popular, which is lovely. And now this year I have both to do. So, 
Um, do, you, uh, do you just not enjoy relaxing or don't enjoy Christmas? No, I, I really do enjoy Christmas, but I think Christmas to me is that mad rush. It's not, you, you know, I think we all allow ourselves that Christmas day to really vegetate and have a nap and um, feel food comatose. Um, but uh, but then otherwise, it's the, the, the madness. I mean, I... For me, it's also very much my socialising. So I love being in a rehearsal room with friends going over such fun content because it is actually socialising for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does, it's, not, it's not work. It's not a chore. You know, I certainly wouldn't do it if it felt like that. And Pia's the, the same. You drink after yes. performances. And yep, Sne- you make sure that over the run that you don't set any 9am meetings. Meetings are always going to start... 10 a.m. or later. Or later. If I mean, at all. Uh, or later. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that you do anything else whilst Comedy Nights is on because it's such a big thing. You um, you build up muscles, if you know what I mean. You, you First of all, as Tom said, it's so much part of our lives. I mean, 90s, I started doing Panto, early 90s. and so, 1890s. <laughs> A century of Pia, the celebration. A century of Pia on stage, woo! Uh, Yep, so since the early 90s, really, it's it's been a marathon over the Christmas period. Panto's worse. (laughs) I mean, comedy night is like geriatric panto. Because we, it, the hours are so much friendlier. I mean, we, we, we feel it takes up a lot of our time, but Panto's insane. They panto start insane. I wouldn't do Panto in September. Now. They, you know, their, their um, tech rehearsals during production week keep going on until two, three in the morning. And, you know, as a teenager, it's fun and crazy and never done it before. But then I can't, I cannot imagine doing something that crazy no. now. Comedy Nights. How long, Pierre, have you been involved Since the get-go, so this is the ninth year, since I think it was uh, 2013 that we started. Because it actually had very humble beginnings. Yes. It wasn't intended to be necessarily the big, huge annual production that it is. No, no, no. The first show, sorry, Tom. He wasn't in the it's, first. It's a bit of a bone of contention. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, my yeah. word. No, so we leave no, constantly it... because the first run was special in that we had no idea what was going to happen. So, OK, we a group of friends. We're going to put on a fun Christmas show. And in fact, um, Jojo and I, Joe and I received the first script. Just Joe as Caruana. We were, Joe Caruana. Just as we were about to get on a plane uh, to go and celebrate her, celebrate her birthday in London. And... We're like, okay, we should start rehearsing this. And we, we didn't, obviously. And on the plane ride back, so we had, we we're going to start rehearsals the next day, we said, let's give this script a read. And it was Pastizzi Tavera. And we read it and we thought, oh no, what have we let ourselves in for? Because it had never funny? been done before. So, the, I mean, some of the scripts they had in year one were bonkers. Bonkers. Nemlala. Nemlala. And Joe's eternal fart. And the. the <laughs> The bambine, what, what the, the, the 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 baby Jesus baby stealers, Jesus, baby Jesus stealers, yes, baby Jesus steal. Oh, it was it was bizarre. It was like a Monty Python acid fueled. <laughs> so in in a way, it, that, that was year one was extremely exciting because it was so daring and just it was completely jumping, leaping into the dark. And then from year two, 
um, year two kind of we we hit a groove that we've then been you know getting better at and polishing, um, and and now because we know what really works. Yes, exactly. The first year we realised that people were the social satire, so things like what became the Slimmer Girls and things like when we started sort of hitting political scripts, and then we saw the and by political and not partisan, but just about the political atmosphere in Malta, we saw we saw the reaction, and so year two then became more of what we are today. Really, so so if there's anybody you're listening who has not been to comedy nights, it is a satire. It is a it's a look at the Maltese, as you said, social scene, but also the political scene and the events of the past year, and kind of really just blowing those out to be very extreme and laughing at, at Malta, laughing at itself. Now, as a as an English person, we're very, very used to that. We're very used to taking the mickey out of ourselves. But have you ever had sort of someone just not getting it? Because it's not, it, it, it is something that English people would normally do, but it's one of those things that not a lot of countries do, not, not nationalities are able to really take the mickey out themselves. Oh, yeah. Because we don't, as you're saying, we don't have a tradition of it. So some people loved it and some people were horribly offended didn't get the joke because if you're making a joke then you are um criticizing in their eyes and we've had we've had some but my favorite thing is standing outside after a show and you know having this grand old slimmer dame with a purple rinse and a fur coat walking past her going how funny those ladies the slimmer girls i mean in my, in my minions how funny as if like i'm thinking my god you're a walking caricature but that's the, the brilliant thing, because some people actually don't get that we're targeting them. But then, for example, with the Baluta boys, who have become a bit of a fixture as well, um, a lot of people realise it's it's such a stereotype, the kind of, you know, big sunglasses, um, puffed up gilet, um, and a kind of, you know, gravelly, slimmer type of voice sort of thing. Um, and, uh, and, and so people are constantly, like, sending links to each other and going, look, Ilala, this is really like this friend of ours. And Yep. The, one of the first Slimmer Girl sketches ever, at halfway through, there was this loud voice in the audience. Ma, listen, Anne, that really sounds like you, eh? <laughs> Self-awareness, zero. So Joe and I, obviously, because we're always, you know, very decorous and we, can't, we, we, we are very, very, very professional, we just both burst out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Of course he did. And then no idea how we're going to pick up the script. And so Joe looks at me with big eyes, like, help. <laughs> but you get people who don't enjoy it, which is perfectly yes. fine. No, I, mm-hmm. You see, I've been in the last run that you had at the Silesian Theatre. I think I came twice. And I noticed uh, that, first of all, it's it was utterly sold out. Mm-hmm. And how many shows? We're talking nine shows? Sixteen. Sixteen! Yeah. 16 shows sold That's out. That's why we look so tiny. And we know you were there twice, because you're, you're in our top five cacklers. <laughs> yes, yeah. I do laugh quite a lot, uh, and I do laugh quite loud, and that's not anything I can help. <laughs> but And, and all, all I always get is given seats right at the front there. So you're yes. guaranteed that I'm going to upset somebody. But I did notice that a number of people have walked out or not come back in after the intermission. And that's okay, right? Because if you weren't close enough to the bone, you wouldn't offend anybody, but it also wouldn't be funny. 
Precisely. Precisely. And in Malta, we're very, very touchy about our politics. We don't know how to sort of take a step back and look at the absurdity. And this is the, the beauty of, of the writers, that they can really, really, really hone in on what is absurd. And as you're saying, and that is what makes it, because it's cutting, is what makes it funny. And some people will, either it's just not their humour, mm -hmm. which is fair enough, Definitely. but some people will then upset their mindset and, and make very them safe. Think, we're very safe here because since Malta is so small, it's so very easy to offend somebody who you are in close contact with, a colleague, um, a family member. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I have family members who've come to watch and who've never come again because of their political leanings and because they were offended. And we, you know, as I always say, this happened to start um, in the first year of the, the current administration, the, yes. the Labour government. Um, I don't know whether it was in any part fueled by that or you know what what happened, but of course while they're while while the Labour Party are in power, um, they're the ones who are going to get most of the you know. But in fairness, you do bash the nationalists as well. Absolutely, oh, yes. Yes. of course. Get away with anything. Absolutely, they hand us stuff on a platter. And especially you know the state they're in right now, it's hilarious. There's lots you know about them in the show. So I have no doubt. Uh, there's lots about them in the show because this is one of the areas that you do touch on. It's the politics. Again, I'm British and we cannot help but laugh at ourselves, particularly when you've got someone like Boris Johnson going to Peppa Pig World. I mean, seriously, the <laughs> whole world is laughing at you. So you have to laugh at yourself. But, it, but politics here are taken very seriously. So just on a serious point, have you ever sort of touched an, an, a nerve so rawly that it's become a bit of an issue. Have you ever been trolled or or commented on after a show? I don't I, think we I, I'm permanently we? trolled and commented on, yeah, but that's but, because of activism. Yeah. So really, comedy nights would just be a just another you know tiny little drop added to if if added to what I do that is so offensive in people who troll me's eyes. That was a convoluted <laughs> sentence. <laughs> Do you want to try that one again, Pia? I mean, seriously, that was like a I'm grammatical not sure how. <laughs> but it's funny because then some people pick up on different things. Um, so we, we, Wesley will be, um, you know, releasing clips from previous years in the run-up to the to the show, and. For example, there, there was one which was released at the start of December, which was um, which was a sketch about how this estate agent is showing um, uh, a pr prospective uh, renter. Round, Personally, love that sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Around a horrible um, hovel, and then in the end, she ends up renting a cardboard box uh, because that's all there is in her budget. And you know, there have been, for example, groups on Facebook where it's all about these people banding together um, because of the terrible landlord situation in Malta, who've been sharing this and you know commenting about it and. You know, there are so many uh, different groups, I suppose, that we hit with all of these different issues yes. that we discuss. And sometimes not very favourably either. There was a, a Slimmer Girls and Burmla Babes sketch on stage where he, the Slimmer Girls are going, yeah, Burmla, and the Burmla Babes are going, yeah, Slimmer. And we managed to offend Burmla. Yes, there was <laughs> the, a Bormla group that got really offended. There was a Bormla group. Well, how the hell do they think they are? No, 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 it's, we're just, it's everyone. It's... There is nobody that is Bottom beyond your sights. Yeah. 
for offending. I love that. Listen, I, just to put this in context, you, of course, are not at the Slesian Theatre this year. You are at MFCC, yeah. which is massive. Mm-hmm. So why the decision to move to MFCC and how was that last night? So Lesian is a building site. Yep, we cannot physically get into the Silesians. Well, we can, but it's very there's on no brand stage. for water yes. right now. <laughs> it's kind of uh, doesn't have a crane. Doesn't have a crane, but you know, I'm sure I'm we're sure working on it. I'm sure we can find somewhere, yeah. somewhere quick and put a crane. <laughs> it's it's an interesting year because we're going to have to figure out whether because the intimacy is wonderful, um, and for something like this. You know, ideally, it's even in a smaller venue, kind of more of a cabaret kind of stand-up venue would be ideal. But then we'd have to do 47 shows. Exactly. We'll be at it till June. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So forget that. Christmas comedy night in your bathing costume. (laughs) But the Silesians is a really lovely, it's a space where even if you're at the back, you can still um, feel the intimacy of what's going on. um, And you can see people's faces who are on stage. MFCC, it's a different beast. It's great for us because we're not exhausted by uh, the end of the run because we have fewer shows. Um, but then, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out and gauge reactions to, to how, how people are reacting to, to the show in terms of whether they prefer, you know, this space over Silesians. Uh, but we'll see. You guys obviously have some involvement in the storylines and what's happening as well i mean how, how do you decide what what is something that you want to laugh about and what is something that's untouchable we um well we have a year-round uh whatsapp group mm. where, oh that's nice yeah, i know where we keep it we, doesn't we, stop it's on mute forever oh, ev- <laughs> i mean i love you I but you muted. are on mute too. everything, everything. Is that's exactly what i'm saying i love you both but everything is on mute and we so so throughout the year anything that is potentially absurd goes in there and we and we discuss it so there's always a um you can look through it like a ledger kind of and then we start discussing uh the initial scripts and that does this work does that not work uh, what else could we put in and new scripts are being written all the time throughout the rehearsal process and throughout shows so something particular happens at you know in Malta while we are on stage, we're going to adapt a script then and there. Yes, I do remember having spoken to Chris before that, that one of your sketches was completely ditched two years ago and a new sketch came in literally 24 hours before you went out on stage on the first night and it was one of the funniest sketches because it was so on point. One time it was one hour before the show yeah there was there was a sketch the hunting it, one there was a song in which i used to come out as a tap dancing communist um this was because when because why not because chris was singing um have you seen Simitzi? um what it's like a famous frank sinatra song i can't remember uh, miss jones no uh, have you seen miss jones yeah yeah have you seen yeah so frank sinatra can't yeah, remember. I think so. Anyway, anyway, it's a kind of like a standard classic kind of thing. And because it was, you know, Simon T had disappeared and there was this whole thing about her being paid 13 grand a month and whatever. Um, and she's saying, you know, don't ask what I can do for you, whatever. And then Simon Buzatil, um said he was he was not going to be voting against spring hunting. And all of a sudden it became I became a tap dancing flamingo. Instead, and why song, not, Tom? Why not? And the song changed. And in the break, in the break, we 
just literally there, there was a there was a uh, press conference which we couldn't get enough bandwidth so i had chris on the line following the press conference at home telling us what's happening and then i'm telling chris dingley while he's writing the lyrics of the song tom is off scouting for something that could look like a bird and found a huge flamingo yeah <laughs> but this this takes incredible teamwork yeah and and chris is amazing i mean chris uh, chris and steve but chris is um He's, you know, under pressure, he can work really fast. And not only that, he's writing it and has to learn it for that show in a couple of hours. Chris, Chris carries so much of the show because a lot of the content, him and Steve have created so much of the content. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's really wonderful to be able to work with both of them because both of them have such different styles and, uh, and are extremely good at what they do. I, I love this this portrayal of teamwork. I know that you guys are, have been doing this together for a long time, but even the idea that you have this WhatsApp group that Tom silent mutes and... I and mute. You have this WhatsApp group that absolutely nobody is interested in <laughs> for the entire year. Uh, but I love this, this teamwork that you have and this com camaraderie that you have. But uh, there are different people in the lineup this year. Yes. Tell me, tell me. It's really great, actually, because I um, I feel like we're a, we're a strain of COVID evolving, um, <laughs> different You're variants. You're a strain, yes. Tom. Good <laughs> lord. The Omicron comedy nights. Good lord. <laughs> um, uh, no, it's great. God, um, we feel you know I feel older now. I used to be the youngest member, but you, no longer. Yeah. No, actually, I, Shani's younger than I am. So she is. So she had, and she's she's quite young. It's just she's so tall. She I is know tall. it's absolutely nothing to do with age, but. <laughs> What, but you she's, think she's tall? You think she's old because she's tall? But she's tall. very mature. She is mature she, beyond the years. So we're over at the MFCC. You've gone out in the press and the pre-launch and said there's a difference in the lineup this year. You have this great team. You've been working together forever, but there's a difference in the lineup. What's the exciting difference in the lineup? Well, there are four very exciting differences in the lineup. Um, there, we, we've grown to fit the space. Oh. That's yeah. lovely. Exactly. The space is so much larger that um, it would require a lot of running around. But the lineup has changed. Newbies. But newbies, newbies but also seasoned. Um, yes. Kind of seasoned. Some local of them actors. from the Comedy Night yeah. Juniors. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is, it is interesting. It also means just a little bit less running around. I want to ask you about your favorite characters because I want to find out. If the favourite characters that I have are your favourite characters and if they are still in this year. So, for instance, Pia, you are known for the Slimmer Girls. Of course you are. Mella. Um, everybody knows Ewea. that. Uh, but you're also known for this incredible interpretation of Michelle Muscat, which is a monologue delivered, I think, in every show that I've been to, and it's been absolutely brilliant. But since the last stage show that was at the Silesian Theatre in 2019-20, uh, there's not been much sightings of Michelle Muscat. So is she still in this show? Like I'm going to tell you. <laughs> it's also problematic because when, you know, when Pia started doing Michelle Muscat, Michelle Muscat looked very different. So... <laughs> <laughs> Are you mentioning that... Uh... <laughs> We've had to recast no. the role. <laughs> the real Michelle Muscat or the photoshopped one? You see, there are just so many considerations. No, I'm not telling you. But I'm not going to tell you. Come and watch. But Okay, well, let Darn me ask you, ask you a different question then. Let me put it a different way. 
Is Michelle one of your favourite characters? Are you always did came out and did this one sketch, this monologue? Everybody was in stitches. You owned the stage for that character. But is that your favourite? Is that the I one? love her. I really do. Uh, as in the... I was about to say, do you love Michelle Muscat or do you love the, your Michelle, character portrayal? I love Michelle. Michelle. The character that Steve and Wesley and I really have, have created because she's so naive. She really does love her Joseph. Uh, she doesn't realise that he's permanently trying to kill her. And um, <laughs> she really is. She's just really thick. It's not spitting image. It's it's not. I'm not um, imitating her completely because I change my her voice is very much like this, you know, Michelle, Michelle, and she wouldn't say Michelle. She'd say Michelle, Michelle Muscat. My her voice is like this, but the character I've created doesn't doesn't have her hoarseness. It's it's not an imitation. It's a spin off. What's, what's quite funny is that a lot of the people who watch the comedy nights think of Michelle Muscat as Pia's Michelle. So when they when they think they're doing a Michelle Muscat impression, they're actually imitating Pia's imitation. You see, you yeah. own it there. <laughs> yeah. You own it. But so then I... I do take up some of her mannerisms and her eyes. And we're similar there, so that helps. So if you just... like squinty smile thing. If you do... Because this is a really good thing to do on a podcast. Look at my eyes. <laughs> This works here. Exactly. We'll have to do really a video radio. interpretation really to go good next radio. to this. But on the flip side of that, it's also the time that I have greatest stage fright ever, ever, in my life, ever. A, the script does change quite regularly and, and, and we'll see what works and we'll, we'll move things around. And when I was 20, I could look at a piece of paper and memorise it. Now it takes a bit longer. But also... Five the, years later, <coughs> Pierre is Five struggling. years later, <laughs> the brain starts slowing down. But also the expectations. And I really want to... Because I like her so much, because I enjoy doing her so much, I want to do justice. And so the expectations... Audience expectations are mine as well. So when you do her this Christmas, have you got a blonde wig for her? Come and watch. Oh, I'm not that giving. Was very, very well done, that Judy. Nice. I saw that evil that behind was your eyes. Nice. I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that the last time she was on stage, she said goodbye. And Lydia Bella came on and said, "My turn." And Lydia has been, I mean, bless her cotton socks, disappointed. She's been very disappointing. She's not given us any photo nothing, whatsoever. Nothing. Can't get a single, not even a line in a script out of her. How dare she be so well behaved? Exactly. <laughs> Over to you, Tom. What has been your favourite character? Baluta Boys or is it have you do always do seem to do a great sketch with Joe and you talking about your kids and that seems to be a regular feature. It's either that or I watch the same sketch over and over again. The Christmas Father. The Christmas Father. No, that actually works really well. Kind of, we play this um, this uh, couple where the wife is a bit. I mean, can you say perhaps a bit simple? 
Naive. Naive is the word. Well, she's a bit naive. Obviously, they're quite a, a slimmer couple, and, and he's just very haughty and kind of always cross, and she's always terrified he's going to fly into a rage. Um, I always feel really bad while I'm doing the sketch because I, I feel like, you know, I'm a wife beater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, jo does it so well. She's like, listen, don't be angry, but... Um, can you sit down before I tell you? No, so he's, he's really fun, and, and it's just, obviously, them the, the whole thing is... It, it's a structure, so we... Every year we, um, this this is what has been very interesting over the past nine years, is that we need to strike a balance between bringing back what people really want to watch and keeping it fresh. Because when we don't bring back certain regulars, we get complaints. But is there a character that you, or, or even a sketch, that is an absolute firm favourite for you? A sketch that's a firm favourite. Or a character. Um... Well, the Baluta boys are fun because with, with these recurring situations and characters, what you're doing with the audience is that um, th there's a period of time as an audience member where you are computing and registering what the situation is and what the rules of the situation are. And that allows you then to enjoy the humour behind it. Um, with these characters, what's great is that you cut to the chase straight away. So, OK, this is who we are. And that way we can j dive right into the humour and the story. Whereas with any other new character, you need to set it up. Um, are they based... I'm, I'm assuming this, the answer to this is yes, but are they based on people that you know or you've met or do you pick up... With Michelle, it's obvious who you're basing that character on. But Tom, with your Baluta boy, is there like somebody that you take inspiration from? Yeah, actually, one of the old partners at the place I worked. And I, I told him and I tease him about it because he's very much... I mean, he dresses exactly the way I dress. So popped collar and all. Popped collar, <laughs> um, kind of puffy gilet. Um, Can I just say right now, yeah. I love the way you say gilet. Well, what do you call it? A gillet. I'm from England. Gillet? Oh no, what is it? The best a man can get. God. <laughs> no, no. Most people call it a body warmer, but you... you a body warmer? warmer? What the hell is that? Theatre magic, my friends. Theatre yeah. magic. And that's what you've brought to us again for the ninth time with Comedy Nights this year. I'm so thrilled. I'm really glad that you're back on stage. I'm really, really glad so are we. that we'll be coming to see Comedy Nights. Congratulations. I do hope that you managed to rest up and I'm going to say Happy New Year to you and thank you so much for being on The Interviewer. Our pleasure. Completely. And a very Happy New Year to you too. Back at you, girl. <laughs> <laughs>